Hey there, it's been such a long time since I talked to you. How are you doing? How are those plans coming along? Keep at it. Don't stop. Before I jump right into today's topic, I'd like to share a quick story with you. In secondary school, I was the head girl and at the time, at that time, I led the school choir. So I, I can't remember this particular the particular occasion in school, but the school I was to perform at that occasion. And I had planned this hey God, this beautiful concept in my head. Uh we're gonna we're gonna sing this song from Moana. What can I say except you're welcome? I planned dance steps, like the dance steps you will see in American Hollywood high school movies. Hmm. Well, then the day came, and my teacher asked, Ah, is this the song you people are singing? I said, Yes. He said, Hey, no, no, no. Just sing in Aisha Keys. We are here. And I said, I don't know the lyrics. He said, hey, Don't worry, you just browse it and browse it, then you can't sing from your phone. At that moment, everything, hours of Rehearsal, hard work, efforts, shouts, and tiredness came crashing to the ground. Hey, I had to beg everybody, I had to beg the choir, like, please, we're not going to sing uh, that song anymore. We're going to sing right here. I quickly taught them the chorus. I was respiring seriously that day. And then I took up my phone, went out, started singing, looking at the, my phone, and yeah, I, I, just, I just made a mess. Uh, you see, there is a thin, fine line between self-confidence and self-esteem. You see, the problem wasn't how I felt about my voice. It was my confidence, my belief, and my trust in executing that performance with that concept that I had imagined in my head. You see, while self-esteem means how you feel about yourself, that is your value, your self-worth, self-confidence means your level of belief and trust in your abilities and capabilities. So you see, while one refers to how you see yourself, the other refers to how much trust, belief, and hope you have in yourself. Did you know you could have high self-esteem and have low self-confidence? Mm-hmm. Shocking, I tell you. You see, even if you are bold and self-confident, it's also possible to suffer from low self-esteem. Self-esteem is how you see yourself. Yeah, you know that. Your value, your worth. In summary, your level of self-approval. You accept yourself the way you are. Skinny, tall, however you are. But self-confidence is about certainty. When you're self-confident, you believe you're a capable individual. You have trust in yourself. You have assurance in your ability, power, and even judgment. Mm -hmm. Judgment. Most people give their opinion on certain issues or voice their opinion, and they aren't sure of them. You're talking tongue-in-cheek. Even their statements, they're not sure. And self-confidence is self-efficacy. 
which is belief in one's ability to succeed in specific situations and accomplish a task. You may say I said the same thing, but stay with me. Psychologists have long noted that a person can possess self-confidence confidence that he or she, he or she, he or she can complete a specific task. That is self-efficacy, even though they lack general self-confidence or conversely be self-confident even though they lack the self-efficacy to achieve a task i'll give an example you're confident that you can you can talk in public yeah you're confident you can talk in public but you're not confident enough to talk in your church because you believe oh these people how how what 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 are they gonna say? What's what what would they think? You know. While self confidence is general, self efficacy is specific. Dwelling on the cause of low self confidence wouldn't be necessary, cause matter of fact, Gen Z, a large percentage of individuals of Gen Z of a Gen Z, uh, suffer from low self confidence. It could be childhood experiences, your mistakes that contribute to you having low self-confidence. But how does low self-confidence manifest? A ton of ways. I recently discovered myself that I display low self-confidence that I mistook for being humble. Mistook, is that correct? But you get my point, yeah. You see, your level of self-confidence can show in many ways. Your behavior, your attitude body language, how you speak, and even what you say. Now, stay with me. I'm about to draw a comparison. Do you do what you believe to be right, even if you're mocked or criticized for it? Or are you shaping and govern your belief and your behavior and what other people think? You see, at that, at that time, I thought to myself when, he, when my teacher suggested that, I said, it's true. Will I really come and be entertaining you all those dance steps? Everybody just wants to hear voice and go. Nobody wants to display. And that was how I made a very terrible decision. Secondly, do you take responsibility for your mistakes or you cover your mistakes and blame other people for it? Recently, I I followed my grandmother to a fellowship exclusively for women. And they have a section for young women and then i was in the church i know outside and a woman saw me and said ah, what are you doing here and told her i came with my grandmother ah you're supposed to be in unis and hannah section now you call her, ah, your grandmother no why did she not take you there and i told her i said mom it's not her fault it's my fault yeah it's my mistake I should be there. The fact that I'm not there isn't her fault. You see, it takes big guts to own your mistake. I didn't say own up to your mistake. Owning up to your mistake means admitting, just admitting that you made a mistake. I say own it. Uh huh. There is a big difference. Own your mistake. Owning up to your mistake just means admitting you do it. Own your mistake means it's your fault. 
It's nobody else's fault. Nobody at all. Now, this is the part. This this last part is uh, the part I told you where I thought I was being humble. How do you accept compliments? Do you say, thank you, I really worked hard on that project, or thank you, I really worked hard on that project, and I'm pleased that you recognize my efforts, or do you say, it was nothing, or it was just a simple something, anybody could have worked on it. Now, you may think the first response as proud and the other humble, but no, think about it. The second response minimizes the effort you put in, and it just makes it look simple. It makes you, makes the person think that the achieved results is ordinary, could have been done, just done by anybody. The language you use goes a long way in, de- in uh, determining how confident you are in yourself. You see, the only voice louder than anyone else's is yours. Even when people establish an opinion of you, it only becomes your reality when you reinforce it by brooding on it Mm -hmm. and telling it to yourself with your mind and your voice. Self-confidence means your trust, the level of trust you have in your ability. When people tell you you can't do this thing, when you accept it, You have reduced the level of trust that you have. And reducing the level of trust that you have in your capabilities have reduced, automatically reduced your, uh, how do I put it? It has reduced your, your ability level, if I could put it that way. If you feed, if you feed your mind with negative language, don't expect to feel positive, motivated, and confident. Your confidence starts up from this point, what you listen to, whom you listen to. Is your language generally empowering and positive or weak and not empowering? Do you say to yourself, I know I can do it. I'll give it a try. Or I know I can't do it. I'll flop. I'm not good enough. Body language. Did you know how you walk speaks the level of self-confidence you have? How do you walk? Sluggishly? Briskly? Do you slouch? Do you look straight into people's eyes? How do you give a handshake? Mm-hmm. When you're conversing with people, do you look straight into the eyes? Do you maintain eye contact or you just twirl your hair and do something with your fingers or you just wave from side to side? Do you walk looking at the floor or with your head held high? Do you stay in your comfort zone? You see, you could be amazing at what you do, but if you only do what you're amazing at, you lose your confidence in doing other things. Most of us prefer to stay safe and comfortable doing whatever we do rather than stretch ourselves to do things that challenge us. Up until last year, I did not know that I could do spoken word, and spoken word poetry, I didn't know I could write. I didn't know I could write songs. I didn't know. But I was part of something that exploits or exposes your strengths. The more you stretch an elastic band, the more it expands. Flex your muscles. Try new things. Challenge yourself. What is the worst that could happen? Oh, Fine, your first start might not be great, but with consistency, 
there will be improvement. In determining your level of self-confidence, do you resist change? This relates to the previous point. Do you love and embrace change or you loathe and avoid it? What's the only thing constant in life? Change. If you keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results, you're wrong. Finally, do you worry about what others will say? Now, this is a this is one major determinant of self-confidence. Yeah. You have the ability. Yes, you do. But your constant worrying over what people would think and what people would say actually downplays your self-confidence. Confident people don't let the opinion of others define what they can or cannot do. They rather listen to their intuition and trust themselves rather than taking negative comments made by others. See, do not conform to the judgment of others. Do you compare yourself to others? Now, this is a major red flag. It reduces your self-confidence drastically. You think that the grass is green on the other side. It might not be so green. It is not green, actually. It is not. Stay on your own side of the grass and water your grass. Do you measure your mistakes? Do you count your failures? Do you feel unworthy? Yeah, you might you might have had an experience, a terrible experience trying that thing. But I want to tell you that, I tell you rather, I tell you that your ability is not predicated on your past mistakes. You just figured a way it doesn't work. Uh-huh. You see, self-confidence is something you should exude from the way you talk to the way you relate with people. But it doesn't come immediately even if you wish for it. It's a process and it is not magical. Gen Z, I have discovered, do not put in work to make themselves better. The required work to make themselves better. Like I said, it's a process. You can't wish self-confidence into your blood or your mind. Okay. We are on the path to attaining self-confidence and even much more greater self-confidence. Yeah. So look at what you've already achieved, no matter how small. You see, most times we never or we hardly celebrate small victories. Remember that time you won the award for best student in subject XYZ? The time you won that competition? The time you fixed that device? Mm-hmm. Now think about your strength. Now that is... That what you did, recognizing your success, you're taking stock of your achievement. Now, there's you're not gonna tell me that there's nothing you have not achieved. Mm-mm. Now, think about your strengths. What's important to you? Where do you want to go? What do you want to achieve? Real confidence comes from setting and achieving this, achieving goals. Now, this is my favorite part of attaining self confidence. There's no feeling that beats achieving a goal. One that you set by yourself and for yourself and achieve. Set goals that exploit your strength, exposes your weakness, realizes your opportunities and abilities. 
It's practical. It's just like saying, oh man, I really can't explain further than this. It's as simple as it sounds. Not really simple, but it's as basic as it sounds. Now, start managing your mind. I'm very particular about this. There's probably an inner voice telling you you can't do it. And maybe it's the internalized voice of your teacher, your friend, your father, or even you. Learn to shut that negative voice because it can destroy your self-confidence. Whatever you think, you believe. And whatever you believe, you become. I actually coined that saying. I'm so proud of myself. (laughs) Finally, set out. Now, this is the point to start moving towards your goal by doing the right things. Starting small. By doing that, you build your self-confidence. Learn skills that help you achieve your goals. Don't take the stress-free road or cut corners. Learn those skills. You may have the talent at baking, but you're scared. You can't do it. Go learn the skill. Go learn. Focus on the basics. Don't reach for perfection. Set attainable, realistic goals. Enjoy doing simple things and celebrate the results. As you progress, expand your goals. Test your abilities. Keep testing. Increase the size of your commitment. Enforce discipline. Discipline is very, very key in setting goals and achieving them. When you do this, you find your confidence growing. You'll find your self-confidence growing. Thank you so much for listening. I yeah, I really hope to hear from you, share your thought, your opinion on on this topic and yeah, thank you for listening. Bye. See you next week.